Hello and welcome to the Nordic Web Podcast with myself, Neil Murray, and Carsten Deffert. Hi, Carsten. Hello. This week we are going to be talking about venture capital in the Nordics, one of our favorite topics. We're going to be looking at this year compared to last year and just try and figure out whether there is more capital in the region or whether it is just down to Spotify raising a monster round. We're going to talk about Driver raising 3 million euros. They are in the taxi industry and they're kind of a competitor to Uber but in a different way. So they're interesting to talk about. We are going to talk about Boost. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, in Sweden, an e-commerce uh, company specializing in clothing and fashion. And finally, we're just going to touch on Solu from Finland and their Kickstarter campaign around their new kind of pocket computer that they've created. But yeah, let's kick things off with the investment. So basically on the Nordic web, we did an analysis looking at the end of Q3, so the first nine months of the year of 2015, and compared them to the first nine months of 2014, just to see the difference in terms of venture capital. And the kind of long version short is that there's more investment, there's there's higher number of investment this year, there's a lot higher amount in total, it's actually up nearly 150% on last year in terms of capital. Yeah, that's, um, that's a large increase. Definitely. Yeah, really big. And even without Spotify, it's up 55%. So it's not just down to Spotify. Exactly. So your like your initial hypothesis a little bit was that uh, Spotify raised a month around, maybe that's used the numbers. Yes, so that's what I, I was thinking. And of course, it has had a big impact on the numbers. I mean, it's essentially a third of the money that the Nordics have raised this year. So it's like contributing 526 million of about nearly one and a half billion at the end of the quarter. So, you know, one third of the amount of money is a lot of money. So clearly it has had a big impact. But even without Spotify, the average round is increasing, the number of investments are increasing, and of course the total capital is as well. So of course, yeah, growth would be slow without Spotify, but even, yeah, if you take them away, it's still 55% growth. So still kind of heavily growing. Yeah. How is that in the different countries? So like, I mean, Spotify is, of course, I mean, because yeah. you, you look at the different countries as well in this analysis. Yeah, I broke it down by countries as well. So Denmark and Finland are pretty much at the same pace as they were last year. Denmark and Finland have both raised just very, very slightly more than they did last year so that could even be put down to inflation almost it's like pretty much nothing between it slightly growing in Denmark and Finland Iceland has seen a lot more coming in but they've had like two huge rounds pretty much two big private equity rounds so it's hard to really judge that properly Norway is probably I would say the country that has had the greatest improvement other than Sweden and they've raised about 65 million at this point this year uh, compared to 15 million last year. So they've kind of seen the biggest improvement other than Sweden, of course. And how would Sweden be without Spotify? Would that also be a improvement or would that be a, it would, same? Yeah, it would still be quite a significant improvement. It would be about, yeah. uh, say, $150 million more this year, maybe even $200 million more. The notable thing about Sweden is actually the number of investments had dramatically increased as well. So while their kind of average round size increased mainly because of spotify what was interesting it was mainly because of the number of investments that that was very noticeable in sweden so Mm -hmm. i think maybe people are just kind of coming more alert to what's happening in sweden so they're just seeing more investments and more early stage investments as well 
how's it going with the number of investments in, in total? I mean, uh, I would guess that is actually in all like, countries. In all of the countries, yeah, we counted 198 in the first nine months of this year compared to 131 in the first nine months of last year. Quite a large increase. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's about 50% increase. And that would project about 250 at least investments this year compared to a total of 179 last year. So yeah, definitely, definitely increasing. Just to give a bit of context in terms of the wider European scene, Spain is projecting 500 million dollars or just over actually for this year so if you put that into context you know that's kind of the nordics projecting to raise two billion so it would be four times spain of course we have five countries in nordics but it's also half of spain's population so it's really really i mean especially sweden are really starting to compete on with london and berlin for venture capital yeah how's it compared to london and berlin do you know that uh i would say that it's still behind but only just i mean barely much in it i think um i did have a look uh and it was i think it was something like a very very small amount behind london i think i mean under 500 million difference or something which i know it sounds a lot but it's actually when you're getting up into the higher numbers, it, yeah. it's it's not so so much of a big difference, and it's certainly a smaller difference than it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the, in the different rounds and round sizes, do you see like any any differences there? Like, what's the main investment round, uh, and how large are are the size of the different rounds? Yeah, I mean, it's still mainly early stage, of course. Uh, I think we're yeah. still kind of. We're still lacking in in late stage uh, investment. I mean, in terms of an average round size, so this is in, uh, across all stages. In 2014, the average was 4.54 million dollars. This year, so far, it's 7.32, but Ooh. that includes yeah. Spotify. Yeah. If you take out Spotify, it's actually 4.69. So that's okay. 4.69 compared to 4.54 last year. So actually very similar yeah very similar but the point that i was making earlier this is mainly due to the fact that there's a lot more companies being funded this year than there were last year which also impacts yeah. the average size because of course there's a more early stage investments and later stage yeah yeah of course but so the, but in the report you were going through like the typical seed round that was uh, 1.26 million dollars and yeah. the ser- series a was 8.7 yeah, and the Series B was sixteen point five million. Yeah. So that's like the averages. Yeah, uh, that's also quite interesting. But do do you have these numbers for last year as well? Is that larger or or smaller? Uh, I do have them, but not off the top of my head. But I think that uh, we were definitely seeing uh, larger Series A's, if I remember rightly. The the Series A's were a lot higher in uh, twenty fifteen, and the main reason for that is because a lot of them were coming from Sweden, and Sweden pretty much has bigger round sizes than than any of the other Nordic countries. So they were kind of culpable for the Series A's investments this year being slightly higher. Yeah, yeah. But cool. Very cool. As I mentioned earlier, nice work just getting all this data together. And uh, how did you collect the data this year? I mean, now you, I guess something which also skews the results a little bit is that each year you get more information, right? You find, you know, more sources where you can find information. Or how does that work? Yeah, that is completely correct. And actually, I think uh, 
I at least try to state in these analyses where I'm looking back on a certain time period, I always try and state that, of course, we've got better at kind of collecting this data as the time has gone on. So you do have to to kind of, you know, account for that slightly, just simply by the fact that we do discover more investments now. But yeah, I mean, we built up, uh, or I've built up a, a network across uh, all of the countries. So I pretty much get in touch with all of the kind of main community leaders in each country, other people who are collecting the investments and, and kind of sharing knowledge with them and swapping data, Crunchbase, Matamark, TechEU. So yeah, I mean, it's a number, a number of sources. And then I kind of just combine it all uh, and kind of cross-reference them to ensure that it's the most accurate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the headline really is that, yeah, it's even without Spotify, venture capital is growing in the region. It is beginning to compete with hubs such as London and Berlin. And actually, if everything kind of stayed the same, it would be surpassing around 2 billion this year. And considering it surpassed 1 billion for the first ever time this year, to then double that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It would be more than doubling last year's. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. So, uh, yeah, it will be um, interesting. So, I, I actually think it will fall quite short. My actual prediction is probably about one point eight billion by the end of the year. Yeah. But still, that's one billion more than last year. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a, very impressive. But it's, yeah, it says something about the times we're in as well. Definitely. Yeah. So, moving on, uh, we'll talk about a company that has raised some money very recently, and that's Driver. And they've raised 3 million euros to change the taxi industry. Can you tell us a little bit more about how they're going to do that? Yeah, I mean, Driver has been around for a couple of years as well. And it's uh, been compared to Uber, which is not an unfair comparison. It started out as not even called Driver, started out as uh, Clica Taxi in the beginning. And now they raised 3 million euros. They've raised money before. They've raised in total now 9 million, if I've understood it correctly. And it's interesting. I mean, and their approach is more a SaaS solution for taxi companies in that way. Yeah. So it's not as it's not the same way as Uber, where it's putting up companies and recruiting drivers and stuff like that in different countries. Driver is more about go, getting existing taxi companies to convert to their solution in was, that sense. Was it always like that? I, yeah, if I've understood it, not really in the absolute first beginning. Yeah. Initially, they they scaled quite quickly internationally um, as an app to find a taxi. And then they actually had people like calling locally the taxi companies and ordering the taxis. But I think they like uh, two years ago or something like that um, changed that as well. Also was when they changed the brand uh, to more being the software. Uh, which enables and then they at that stage they actually scaled down the, the cities they were active in as if I understand it correctly yeah. so they were they were more international in the beginning and then yeah like narrowed their business focus a little bit yeah because it, it, it's slightly the kind of history is a little blurred in my mind because I remember a because as I understand it now like you say they're kind of developing technology that helps taxis essentially SaaS for taxis but wasn't there like a strike in Copenhagen against Driver like a year or so ago by taxi firms? So that's why I'm confused whether they were yeah, always yeah, yeah. like that yeah. or maybe, because I think we maybe even talked about it on the podcast kind of when we started doing this. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you mentioned them before once. Yeah, and I think it was because the taxis were striking because of Driver. So yeah. That's yeah, because they moved into a new city. Oh uh, yeah, and they basically got chased out. Now it's all coming back. They basically got chased out. So I wonder whether 
they have changed or whether they were always doing this and basically taxi firms just didn't understand that this is something that's going to help them. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, just, uh, I mean, as we also know with Uber, they've gotten a lot of, uh, yeah, competition or like um, challenges when entering new cities. And I think Driver met that as well. Uh, but I think it's not, I think Uber is a bigger change for the local ecosystem than Driver is, talking from a taxi perspective. And so I think that that might also be more like how it was perceived or like as yeah. perceived yeah. as a threat but maybe it wasn't really a threat in that way. Yeah, no, I can see that. I actually kind of think this model or this approach is actually quite a clever one, kind of position themselves as with the taxi taxi drivers, um, if you know what I mean, a, a, or a yeah. service which is helping them. I think we've mentioned this before as well. To me, that makes much more sense uh, than kind of going straight up against Uber because I'm actually Uber's penetration in, in the Nordics isn't that great. Um, no. But still, I would much rather position myself as driver doing then i would just be a pure uber competitor yeah yeah and i mean we talked about this uh on the previous podcast as well with uh, the swedish taxi uh, company moving into the software or yeah. moving into the app business we will see this happen a lot so and driver is interesting from that perspective that they didn't start as a taxi company they started with a tech focus but they moved towards being a service a software provider or a service provider for the taxi companies yeah Cool. So yeah, it will be interesting. But I mean, the, if you, if you look at it from like a startup perspective, raising three million euros is of course impressive. But if you know that they raised nine million in total, then you also know that okay, the last round isn't the biggest yeah. round, or it's a it's a big round, but it's not a huge. I mean, quite often when you see a a very successful startup, then you always see like that the latest round is more than what they raised before. Yeah. Um, so there's also some kind of indication that, okay, they've probably tried and figured out some business model along the way yeah. uh, and raised money and spent money trying to figure that out. So, But getting an investment now also proves that they have at least found a way. I mean, otherwise the company would probably not have gotten an investment. Yeah, that's very true. And often, it's, as you mentioned at the beginning, they have been around for a while. And I always find it weird when companies have been around for a while and they don't raise or they don't continue to raise or they don't continue to get a market share. And you kind of do start thinking, you know, what's going to happen to them. So I, I agree with you. I think they've probably kind of spent some time really figuring it out and figuring out the approach they want to take, spent the money doing that. And now they're kind of going in that direction and they're using yeah. this capital to execute on that. So no, I think your your analysis of their situation though is, is probably pretty much spot on. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, without knowing, I would probably also guess that they're not really found the exact market product fit or what you would like to call it. Because I mean, otherwise, they could probably raise more money. If they would, if, if they had nailed it now, they would have probably been able to raise more money. So probably they've found it, but I have need to test it and really see if it works. And then they will probably raise more. I will see. Uh, it's easy to do an, an analysis from uh, from the desktop. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the, the next company we're going to talk about today, and that's Boost in Sweden. Just I'll spell it out as well because I, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it probably. B-O-O-Z-T. And they are essentially an e-commerce site for fashion. And they passed an impressive milestone recently. Yeah, so they're actually surpassing uh, 1 billion kroner in uh, sales uh, this year, which wow. is... Uh, Good achievement. Uh, I really must say that. 
So Boost is an interesting company from uh, from the Earth and region perspective, and they raised money along the way. They just in total they've spent I think around thirty million, maybe a little bit more uh, euros, um, uh, getting where they're now. But they're a, they're profitable now, as far as I understood, um, which is very impressive, of course. Yeah, definitely. And uh, from what I understand, or at least from the the article I read in DI Digital, was that they're looking to IPO within the next couple of years as well. So. They should, uh, I mean, by by certainly by the revenue that they're that they're generating, um, they seem like they would have a pretty kind of, you know, I would say successful IPO for for a Swedish e-commerce company. Yeah. So and this also like one of the, I mean, the e-commerce scene in that perspective has been through this. Okay, wait, a lot of big companies spending a lot, or a lot of startups, a lot of companies spending a lot of venture money, uh, growing big, and now you really see that wait, okay, it actually worked that strategy. So a lot of the big, the, the ones who spend a lot of money are making a profit now. Uh, you both see that in, in the Nordics as well as you see that in the rest of Europe. And that's very just interesting from a, like a meta perspective that that actually turned out to be that way because you never know. I mean, it could just as well have been that you grow this company big, but you never really get to make any big profit because you still need to fend off competitors along the way. Yeah, uh, who have more money, or who, who get more investment than than you have, or who, who get new investment and stuff like that. But it really, the e-commerce scene is really starting to mature in that way. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you mentioned kind of competitors there, and I, I read in the same article about Amazon. You know, they're kind of snapping up fairly similar sites, and and kind of it was put to them whether Amazon may actually, uh, you know, buy them instead of them um, going to a uh, going to IPO, but they're not. The Amazon have kind of said they're not. It's not really their target market. But it's interesting that that in this kind of crowded space, of course, competitors kind of snap up people as well. But yeah, I mean, even for Amazon to kind of be mentioned as a kind of potential acquirer of the company, kind of shows just kind of yeah. how big they've built themselves or, or how well they've done building it up this far. Yeah, really. So it's a really impressive journey. Cool. And someone that's at the start of their journey is Solu. So this is a Finnish uh, pocket computer that you may have seen recently. I think it's been like number one on Product Hunt. It's got a Kickstarter campaign out. It's been in The Guardian. It's been kind of a lot of media everywhere. And it's it's certainly something that the, the Finnish startup community have been talking about for about the last year and kind of wondering what this top secret project was going to be. And now details have emerged that it's uh, essentially a, a pocket computer. Yeah, and I mean, looking from the Kickstarter, what's known about it, it looks really cool. So it's really, uh, it's it's really an, an an something new in that sense. Yeah, it's just, not just a new service or a new new app. This is really this is a lot cooler than just a new app. <laughs> yeah, you can see you can probably see why it was kept secret for for so long in in that sense. Something that's quite interesting about it as as well, or this is what I found really interesting in terms of the business model. So in you buy you buy the computer, but on top of that, you pay a fixed monthly fee of uh, $20 a month, and you're paying then for unlimited storage and access to apps, and they then pay the developers of the apps based on usage. So they allocate yeah. it to them based on usage. So that's a really kind of, kind of innovative concept as well, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that will be really interesting to see if that works i mean it's hard to predict in that sense but i think if it's uh, i mean it's it has obviously the drawbacks that 
you can't really have this huge hit and earn a lot of money on just your one app or your one application. But at the same time, you still could do that in theory if you, you if you do something which most people use or most people want to use. So it's really this uh, changing all the business models for all the apps on it or all the software on it, for going from uh, paying for it to actually sub- subscribing or getting people to still continue to use the, the app. Yeah, definitely. I, on, on Kickstarter, it's up for, for 349 euros and it actually comes with free month subscription. So I guess they're kind of, they're already tying people in and yeah. giving that kind of free, free, free month and then hoping that people won't be able to live without it from there on. But I mean, yeah, the Kickstarter yeah. is certainly doing well. I mean, if they sell enough of them, I actually think it's quite a clever way to do it on Kickstarter to give away those free, free months. It gives that business model the best chance of succeeding. Yeah. Yeah, and it really it just also looks really cool, and I really like that the the user interface looks completely rethought, like something we haven't really seen before, in that sense. So yeah. it's it's and yeah. they're very ambitious as well. Christopher uh, or Christopher Lawson, uh, the the founder, he he says. Uh, that uh, Fred Wilson, a venture capitalist, he said by 2020, the top three technology companies would be Facebook, Google, and someone else, and not Apple. And Lawson actually said, we'd like to see ourselves in that top three. So mm-hmm. he's saying, you know, in the next five years, they're going to be up alongside Facebook and Google. So you certainly can't yeah. knock their ambition. No, 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 no. But I mean, myself being outside the Finnish ecosystem, because I'm mostly focused on Sweden and Denmark, inside this, the Finnish ecosystem, this has been something a lot of people have talked about, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have been talking about this for a while. Christopher, he was previously at Holvi, the fintech kind of banking startup in Finland, and he left there. And ever since he left, he kind of, you know, he talked about this project that he was working on. People knew the name of it, I think, for quite a while, but no one really knew exactly what it was. They kind of knew it was in a, a hardware area. But this is like really, it has been kind of the most anticipated kind of reveal of a startup for a long time that I've heard, especially in the Nordics. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, many people were, so he managed to do well in terms of building up the interest in the project as well uh, and making it as mysterious as possible, um, which <laughs> which did get people's interest. Yeah. And I saw him at Arctic 15 and he was dressed up in, in some uh, crazy outfit. I can't even remember what it was, but apparently that was him. He knows how to, to get the the attention to the product, but you know, that the, these kind of sales, sales techniques are needed these days. So yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, of course, Facebook and Google may be a you know maybe a, a step too far, but I certainly wouldn't I wouldn't bet against him. That will be really interesting to see how it goes for our solo. Yeah. So, what about you, Mojo Mira? Near to, to Facebook and Google yet? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really see that ambition is actually no. being that one, that top three. Okay. Uh, it's not not sorry uh, about <laughs> that. Uh, Mushimera is in. Um, it's we're still in a rough phase. We're still, as I've mentioned before, so we didn't really get sales going. We still haven't, and we haven't really tried as much as I would like to. So uh, we brought. I brought a new person on board called uh, Brian, who will help out with, uh, with marketing and uh, yeah, trying the different AdWords campaigns and stuff like that. So. It's currently in this like in between phase where we're like, okay, we need to, we have some customers, we don't have enough customers to actually like have a, a sustainable business model. And I don't know if you read the Paul Graham um, 
article about default dead or default alive. Uh, but if you have read that, so currently we're default uh, dead. Okay. Um, <laughs> so like we need to either raise money or we need to get more customers in order to be alive uh, for real. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I always think we should, you should be default alive. That's quite important. Yeah. Uh, so we're in this still experimenting phase about trying to get uh, uh, more customers on board. It's, it's mixed results. I mean, we have some very interesting talks with like bigger companies or with like um, uh, sports organization who want to have this uh, at their partnerships and stuff like that. So that could be really interesting, but that's also not really scalable. So that's for me also like a, a short term fix getting getting like um, one bigger company or getting a sports organizations to to vouch for the app and use that with their partners. I'm still looking for the scalable sales uh, process where we know that if we spend X amount more money, we get X amount more customers. Um, so that we're not really there yet. So we'll see. Uh, so it's a rough time. Yeah. Uh, we have to get through it. So your main learning is startup luck is, is actually pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from It's easier person, to get out from behind the desktop and, and go and do yeah, it. Of yeah, course. <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, I mean, and for me, it's, it's always a journey. It's always this inward journey, getting to know yourself. Yeah. So for me, Muchumera was about uh, just as much building the company as it was to seeing if I could build the company. Yeah. And um, I've already learned along the way that I need, that's one of the reasons why, why Brian is joining the team now, is that it's just, I would like to be better at doing things, but I'm, I'm actually not that good at doing things. I need people around me. I need, to, I need to work with other people on a daily basis in order to get things done. Yeah. For me, this was kind of like the last couple of months has been a test. Do I need that or not? And now I've come to the conclusion, yeah, I, I need that. So now I need to fix that. Uh, team so that there is someone to work with in that sense yeah okay so we'll see but yeah very interesting as always yeah cool thank you for your update and thanks for for being honest uh, about it i think it's really valuable to give the the valuable insight and give it straight and it's not uh it's not easy and it's not all glamorous so no, it's no, good to, to to get the honest take yeah but yeah, that's it for this week. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. You can find us on Twitter at Neil S W Murray at Carsten DC. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yes. it's been a while. I did get it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the Nordic Web, and uh, go to thenordicweb.com for more on the analysis uh, that we discussed uh, and for general analyses on on venture capital and the Nordics. Go to ersonstartups.com, Carsten's site uh, for coverage of the Erson region in the southern Sweden, Copenhagen area. Um, and yeah, you can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And as usual, please let us know if you enjoy the show or what we should be talking about in the future. Um, but thank you. And uh, thanks, Carsten. Thank you, Neil.